Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. All right, nerds. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd. Holy crap, are we nerdy? Yellow. All right, this week on Nerdables, we are discussing PlayStation skipping E3. Uh, Aquaman is going to be early for Prime members. Pirates of the Caribbean gets a female to replace Johnny Depp. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets renewed before the season starts. John Cryer looks to be joining the Supergirl cast. Uh, maybe talk about General Mills launching their own cinematic universe? No. Serialmatic cine- universe? Get Netflix, out. Devil May now Cry. Now I know why he wanted Get out. <laughs> get out. Now I know why he wanted Just get it. out. No, no, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate that. That was good. Devil May Cry is joining Netflix and uh, anime. Uh, Star Wars, Galaxy, uh, Galaxy's Edge, and Spider-Man uh, got their, some uh, concept art revealed this week. And we say goodbye to the legend, Stan Lee. You know when you don't write it, you're actually better at it. I know, right? That's weird. <laughs> got a lot to talk about. We do. Yeah, we went from having nothing to But we also don't have Mikey here, so we'll have one less person to talk. So we have the same number of people. Same number of people. So I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. Before we start, because I thought about this last week and I wanted to ask, because um, we haven't talked about it, and I don't care one way or the other, but I'm, I'm sort of interested. If you Do you enjoy the new Doctor Who? I do. Okay. I know, we haven't, we haven't really talked about it. No one's talking about it. That's I, the there, weird that's thing. The weird I mean, thing. I see a lot of marketing and merchandise or whatever for uh-huh. it. But it's weird that I don't really know anyone anymore who has seen it and really goes, "Oh my god!" Or whatever. Like no one's really talking about it, right? In there, terms of like the zygotes, but I was just, I was just because if it was someone. You no, know, you're right. You're right. No one really is talking about it. The most that people have been talking about it is the fact that people were upset that they said they weren't going to do a Christmas special. Then they said, "No, we're doing a special, a holiday special, but it's going to be a New Year's special instead of Christmas." And this is the first time since the show came back. In I think two thousand five, that they haven't done a Christmas special. Yeah, I heard so that. That's, that's one of the reasons that I thought about it this week. And with Mikey not here, I didn't get a chance to ask. I'm assuming he's watching it because he watched the last one. Yeah, but I was just I was I just curious. We're, we're we, ha- we never really talked about it because as a show between the four of us, there's only two of us that watch. Do you watch it? You he's watch been it. watching it when I've, he was here. I've watched a couple episodes, but, but it's not not, it's not one on that your, I watch on the yeah. regular. No. Right. So that's 
you know, not all four of us are watching it, and so it wasn't something that came up in our. It's I, like yeah. once it premiered, it's sort of nothing's happened since then to talk about. But it was just a, I just wanted to bring it up. And I'm honestly surprised to... that not a lot of people are talking about it because her as an actress, she's a lot like David Tennant, and David Tennant is most people's favorite doctor. That's one of the things that brought it up too. Was when I was at the store yesterday, and someone was talking about it because one of the local comic shop day. Uh, things for this year is, is the Doctor Who 13th cover. Right. Exclusive cover. So someone was talking about it and said that he liked Peter Capaldi, but Capaldi was more of a comedic actor and mm-hmm. that she has much more range than he does. And I was like, I want to turn around like, that's probably more the character then. Right. I mean, it's like, I'm pretty sure Capaldi is a pretty good actor too. But it was just interesting. That's the first person I've heard actually talk about mm. the show. Yeah. And not, and it's, I'm, I'm not hearing also the negative. I'm not having a lot of people who are like, I'm going to watch it again because it's a girl. Right. I hate Vagina. I'm a Star Wars fan too, so I hate Vagina. Um, I mean, so there's the, nothing the negative with it, but there's nothing overly super positive. But the, I think yeah, also, the... sometimes it's also one of those things of, and again, not having Sebastian here is, is difficult to talk about. And not in a binge world to have something that comes out weekly doesn't seem to have the same buzz for that forty-eight or seventy-two hours right. where you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. like Daredevil three season three, people are like this is the best season of all. By Monday right. it was done. Nobody's talked about it since. Mm-hmm. Um, Titans, the yeah, Titans is getting the same, basically the same thing. It's you know people. There's people yeah, that it's are weekly, right? So you got the first one that was kind of in there, and I'm sure there was some of that stuff. I don't look for it, but you know I don't have as many pages or whatever or hashtags that'll bring up Doctor Who but I'm sure that first week people were like oh this is really good or what mm-hmm. have you I mean almost the same thing like Capaldi right and I thought there'd be more because there was so much time in between them you went well the so Rosa long Parks without... episode got a lot of you know yeah. really good reviews but since that episode no one's really talking about it and I think it's just because the episodes have just been your your standard episode it hasn't been anything that's well, I think like it's also, standing out I think it also proves one of those points that when something is good you don't hear about it. Right. It's got to be either really, really great or everybody hates it. Yeah. You know, so that when you have that sort of middle of the row, I'm enjoying this, it's better than most of the stuff I'm watching even, Right. can be something where you don't really say anything because it's hard and uh, one of a, a friend of a friend is doing online reviews for comics and stuff and they kind of did the thing that Sebastian and I did for comic dating where it's like, if we don't like it, we don't talk about it. Right. We want to do positive stuff. We want to tell you what we love. Those end up being so much. Those shows end up being so much shorter. There's only so many oh, times yeah, you yeah. can say, "It's great." Yeah. Why is it great? Because it is. Just read it. You know, versus oh, it's really terrible because the pacing is bad and the characters suck and the art blows and mm-hmm. the writing blows and you just kind of keep going and going and going. Well, it's so much easier to tear things down than build them up. Yeah, but it's also in terms of, you know, really reviewing something is they call those people critics. Sure. And it lends towards what their natural reaction to everything is right but the other side is when you when you dislike something you start nitpicking every little part of it yeah you find everything or according to yeah. star wars fans they like stuff and nitpick it <clears throat> right that's always great because when you like it. something you just generally like it yeah but you you wouldn't well, be like able is to... such an aesthetic thing yes yeah but you wouldn't be but able sometimes. to like i guess find your words into like describing why you like it Rather than if you hate something, then you can be like, yeah, I hate this because... I think it depends on, you know, really good critics find all those... They, they tick off those boxes for what they like and what they don't like. I think as a general public, the, the masses, if you will, it's much easier to figure out why you don't like something than why oh, you totally, do. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, right. I can look at something like Riverdale and say, I like it. I couldn't tell you exactly why. Right. I can click off some of the boxes, but as a general sense, I should hate that show. Right. And I don't. 
I, well, the same because thing, it's yeah. just so freaking bad. But even then, like, I can tick you off 30, 30 reasons that I would never watch How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Versus I could do 30 Was there, Were there any of those other teen drama shows that you ended up watching just liking? I'm just curious. Like, what What, what would you describe as There's a teen like, Vampire Rain, Diaries. True Blood. Yeah, no. Not True Blood, but Rain, Vampire Diaries. The Originals, no. whatever CW has. Nope, those are, I think those are all one show. Like <laughs> They're the, all The yeah, 100 or Glee. anything like that. Yeah. Did you ever get into Glee? No. I watched an episode or two of Glee just to see what it was. and yeah. it wasn't. I had a couple was, of friends and but it, uh, people no. I know that were on Glee, so I watched some of it. And... There was nothing... There's nothing like that that I've... Like, it, it, if Riverdale wasn't on the CW and it wasn't attached to Archie, I would have never... You know, checked it out. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely the fact that it was Archie, and those commercials were. This is Archie, but it's Archie for adults. But you haven't watched <laughs> Sabrina yet, have you? No. Um, I'll probably watch Sabrina at some point. I'm so I'm kind of interested in checking out Sabrina, and just because of the the things I've seen. Like we talked about last week with the well, Sabrina's much darker. Oh, much, much, and it's not as dark can... as the comic. The comic is really dark. That's the the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is what it's mm-hmm. based on. It's funny that Riverdale is kind of based on. The new way that that new form that they had with Mark Wade of kind of like the T plus or, or T comic, but it takes it to another level above it. And Chilling Adventures of Sabrina takes the source material, which is very rated R, and brings it down to that T plus kind of level. It's well, still see, dark. I, I mean, but there's but there's nudity and a lot of language and violence in the new Sabrina. Is there? Or partial nudity. I don't think there. Well, it could be. I could be. I haven't, I haven't watched I mean, it. The, the sex is pretty much right there. It's soft core almost. Interesting. Um, but uh, here, here, I, I have a feeling that if Riverdale gets canceled from CW, Netflix will pick it up Riverdale's in not getting canceled from CW. As no. much as everybody ever says that. I mean, supposedly season three is this crazy train wreck and everyone keeps talking about it. So yeah. it's like, it's it's still there. One of the things that always intrigues me with it is... the train wreck that you just keep watching. Yeah, is um, uh, Brubaker and Phillips' criminal series. The, the last story arc that they did is called... Uh, it's Last of the Innocence, and it's a thinly veiled Archie parody in the future when Archie and Veronica have gotten married and their life has turned into crap. Um, and that's kind of... Seeing that and, and what you could do and take those Archie mythos, that, that wholesome, you know, all-American town mythos, and kind of turn it on its head was part of the reason I watched Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not anywhere near what Last of the Innocence was in the Criminal series, but it was enough to kind of watch and go, yeah, this is bizarrely... Stupid, yeah, and interesting, <laughs> but so. yeah, Doctor Who. You know, there hasn't been a lot of I, the most thing I've seen is you know, there's been some articles like the Nerdist and some of them did and checking on the um, as far as the like the ratings and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and and viewership. And you know, it's but it's still it's on par what it was, you know, when you get Capaldi in them and, and you know, the ratings did slip, but you also have this period where they're. All over They're the never going to get back to what Tenant no. and then Plastic Face did because that amount of buzz in terms of a of a uh, massive audience, yeah. it just isn't going to be there. The people that grew up with there was a big section of that fan base that was young girls that wanted to sleep with David Tennant and Matthew right. Smith, and those people are done. Then the next one was, mm, he's an old man. I don't want to watch yeah. this anymore. And they're not going to come back. <coughs> but they're doing quality shows. Like I said, no, the, I'm not Rosa, they're not. the Rosa Parks episode was fascinating. You wanted to weed that chafe off anyway. I yeah. Mean, that's the thing. is If they're not going to stick with you, he said, it doesn't matter how many people join the bandwagon. and how many pe- It's how many people get off. Right. That's the thing. And what I, could, what I could see is maybe them switching up the companions, you know, after this season or maybe, you know, half a season. When, when they're... 
because the companion when you have three companions, it's harder t- for the doctor to relate to all of them, you know, and, and to always you're 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 making your ensemble so much bigger because then you have your guest stars that come on and things like that, and then you have less time for them because you got to build your stories around yeah. three different companions. When they were doing like it was a doctor and Rose, you know, it worked very well, or the doctor and Martha, or you know, when they they had one companion, also, Matt Smith's. He had two or three. He had two for a long... You know, it was Rory and Amy, and Amy which worked because you had a, a storyline with almost like a, a love triangle, mm. you know, with the three of them. So it worked. But when you have three... You know, now there, there, there's four if you count the Doctor. So you have the, the Doctor and the three companions. Right. It gets more difficult. That's why even the, the early shows in the 60s and 70s, you know, they tried to keep the companions down. Every once in a while they would have... You know, multiple companions where there was two or more, or three or more. Yeah. But they didn't last long. But you know, it's it's interesting. But you, Chris is right. There hasn't been a lot of coverage of this, especially with the fact that they are breaking grounds with this being the first time that they've gone with a female doctor. Yeah, which I think time... is kind of works both ways. It's well, kind of glad that they're not. Yeah. Over, you know, making too much of a big deal about it. But that big deal about it was in the announcement. Sure. More so than by the having such a long time between her announcement and when she, the actual shows aired. Yeah. All of that went out of the way. Oh I mean, yeah. They got, they got through all of that. The only thing that would have brought up that same kind of coverage is if it was terrible. Right. You know, or it was pandering or it was whatever. I mean, right. she comes in and she's a doctor. Her being a woman doesn't really mean as much it, one way or the other. So. She fit right into the role, went right into it. The new look of the TARDIS is actually more of an older look, you know, with the Tenant and, or the 10 and 11 doctors, you know, the Tenant and Smith doctors. It has more of that, that uh, steampunk look to it than they went with, with Capaldi in the end of Smith's run where it was more shiny and new and everything it's on the inside. Yeah, I mean, you know, they the only thing is they've done a lot with like a yellow crystal this time than they've ever done. With, you crystal. Know, it's more crystal, crystallized mm. than anything else. Um, That's uh, what's your face. So back to the topics that we were actually going to discuss. No, nope, we're out of time. First time in twenty four years, Sony PlayStation or Sony and PlayStation are not Sorry. going to be attending E three. Yep. They didn't. They haven't given a lot of details, except for they wanted to be. Well, no, they gave details, but it was all buzzwords. Yes, exactly. In the interest of our fans' engagement and max Q rating level, we want to be more innovating. Of innovating and... the intergagement of the the factor of fandom. We are not. We want to express new ways and find new ways to engage our fans. Basically, yeah. saying we have really nothing to show there this year. You know, we have PlayStation Five in development, but we're not. There's nothing. But I also wonder if it's like, if it's really something to do with E3 itself. Like they're trying to go away from that. You know, having to be at that convention or that. You know, basically showcase. Well, Nintendo doing it themselves. There's not a lot of coverage, first of all, anymore. Where you had it with G4, or even when Spike and all that were covering it. Now with everything being, you know. being digital, you don't have to spend twenty million dollars to build your your set. That's exactly for the thinking, you know yeah. for, yeah, for the meeting and for your exhibit hall. Is you don't need a centralized coverage for this anymore. This is what Marvel does with their movies. Marvel right. doesn't need to go to SDCC. Marvel doesn't need to go to 
to C2E2 or WonderCon or anything. They don't even really Marvel need to go just to D23. To to yeah, they just have to go to Marvel. Yeah. Oh, they don't even have to put <laughs> ads on TV. <laughs> they, they just put out a five-second little teaser. Hey, this movie's coming out. Go see it. Oh. Okay, go see it. Speaking of which, uh, I know this is going off on a tangent, but I thought about a new way that trailers should be done. They it's shouldn't, not going to work. Huh? It's not going to work. They shouldn't be trailers, per se. They should be like they should be you, a literal trailer. No, no, no. Do you remember the one shots that Marvel was doing for a little bit mm-hmm. when they put them on the DVDs? Yeah. You do that, but you're doing that as plot points for the movie. And you do. You, That's what a trailer is. No, in trailers now it's just more cut up of the action scenes and a little bit of plot. Oh, you can figure out the plot away, <laughs> and giving away yeah. the biggest secrets. That's you're, but you're not, you, but here's the thing: you're not going to change trailers. No, I know. They're just it's the the Pandora's box is open. And we're never closing. But think about if they would have done a scene it's like, like review for, and all these different these different sports that are ruining sports. Like we're never going back. I know, but think if they would have done a scene where Rose and her sister are saying goodbye, you know, and getting ready to board, you know, or getting ready to board the bombers for you know, Last Jedi. You get an introduction of that character. You get a small little snippet of it. In a way that we've trained audiences of what a trailer is, not putting that in the movie. Is just going to cause more harm than good. Because sure, I get that. We saw what happened with Rogue One, right? Which I thought was great because you're just sitting there the whole time going, "Well, I haven't seen that shot yet. I haven't seen it. oh that that shot's not in the movie." Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. That and that's kind of what I, that's what I'm, that made me think but it about just isn't, it. It just you no. Know, I know. I know that you could never get an audience to do that, but it would be more. Well, it's not getting an audience more. to do it. It's to get. I mean, when you have movie companies that are farming out trailers they're not cutting these themselves. oh no no i know and that's part of the problem is you have directors that are pissed off over what a trailer is yeah. and what have you but it works because the, these individual movies are making more money than they've ever made in their entire history so it's hard to argue with that success giving you giving away the ending of inf- <laughs> the first infinity war in the trailer was sort of like yeah it still worked we know we're going to end up in wakanda and well, we know there's going to be everything there. I have I, some of the clients that you know the, my company deals with uh, make the trailers. So you know I've gone in and I've seen I've seen some of the trailers being made, and it's basically they dump them a file Morning. of finished. You know, here's some finished stuff. Here, you know, it's like here's here's action scenes. Here's like ten action well, scenes. To, um, you know, ten dialogue. Tony Gilroy scenes. talked about that with Rogue One. That, yeah, the and um, Gareth Edwards said the same thing. They gave. They gave the movie right. to this company, called them and told them a third of the movie isn't going to exist, and the company said, "We don't care. Yeah, we're just going to cut it." So no, I don't know how it works, but we should get back to yeah to Sony. So, so Sony. Sony's thing with, with again, it's it's you don't have you don't have extra eyeballs uh, looking at Microsoft or Nintendo or EA or Blizzard or whatever. Blizzard ran its own convention. Why? Right. Because they don't need EA. Right. You know, they became this huge. You know, online company, and they have no no business with EA anymore. And there's so many others it. now. There's Gen Con. There's there's like yeah. two or three others in Europe now. And the thing with it is, you don't need that centralized coverage because so many outlets and so many outlets that are you know relatively legitimized, you don't need to have IGN and whatever else I can't even think of, Game Informer and, and all the, the stores and everything, you don't need them in one spot. Right. And you don't need to pay for it. They can Sony can run a, a uh, presentation from the auditorium in their headquarters. Yeah. Because they don't need 60 people. Well, that's what Nintendo what, did a few years ago. We, yeah, but what's the one thing that I always complain about with it? It's, it's 
you got these 5,000 people sitting in this theater that are supposedly quote-unquote journalists, mm-hmm. and they're freaking the F out at everything that's shown. Yep. Because they're just all fanboys. And, and they just get a big, nice minds. bag of swag. And then they go back, and two years later, they're like, well, they finally came out with Destiny, and it's a piece of crap. Yep. I mean, they promised us it was going to be exactly like this, and I didn't believe them, and I knew they couldn't do this. You were blowing your brains out when you were on that floor. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of doing that, and that reaction doesn't really mean anything either. Because, right. you know, your reaction to them announcing a new Halo is not based on how these 5,000 journalists react. Right. You're watching it at home, freaking out and running around, going, Halo's coming back with its 15th thing, then they said it was going to be the end last time, and yep. it's, just, it's never going to end. Well, the other weird thing about this is Sony usually... Because they're in their fifth year of PlayStation 4, which seems really... I don't... It, can't believe it's gone by that quick. And I didn't think about it until I actually looked it up, and I was like, "Damn, it really is." Yeah, November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. And so you're in your fifth year, which they normally put out their new generation console. Well, we on talked about this five, we, well, we talked about this the fifth five years ago. When um, remember the Travis times? <laughs> Between that and Xbox One, what what the hell's the one now? The, Xbox One, one. yeah. How much farther can you go? Right. You know, versus the, the, the add-ons that they were putting to it, like VR or motion mm-hmm. control and that type of stuff. Outside of that, where else are you going? Yeah. How much more realistic can graphics get? How much can you push these engines? They're and, straight up going into Ready Player One. Yeah. Well, you're going for an you're 8K getting, now. You're getting yeah. suits. You're getting gloves. But that's that's kind of like what I said when I'm watching this going... And, and the machines seem to be built, especially with the PS4, if I remember the, the, the write-ups on it, was that the system, the games that were coming out on the system right away didn't use the system to its capacity. Right. It, it was like, we knew from the start, instead of just doing, hey, we took the 4 and we doubled it, or I'm sorry, we took the 3 and we doubled it, they took the 3 and quadrupled it. Right. And with especially with stuff like downloads and, and stuff that you're playing online... The, the size of your system isn't as important anymore. Right, which now... The, I, I did see run. an article a couple weeks ago saying that some developers are starting to develop for the PlayStation 5. So they're getting ahead of it this time of, let's don't announce the system yet. Let's don't get the system out there and tell you what it can do until we start getting some developers that can really see what the system can do. But yeah, VR is one of the big things now. Um Matter of fact, when we did, remember when we did air, but we had the uh, pumpkin carving thing here. Mm-hmm. One of Arabella's friends is a game designer and writer for. He does, they do VR, and he was talking about that's the you know. Her friend did. One of her friends. Well, not her friend, but the dad. Probably awesome. someone who was like yeah. eleven or twelve years old was writing games. That person writing like, code, yeah. But yeah, so they're doing a that's lot of VR stuff. Writing code. Oh, too. probably. But have you seen the new Oculus commercials? So it's it's I Jonah want Hill. I want I want the the boy playing with the pond. Where'd that guy go? No, but it's Jonah Hill and somebody else, and they're watching Stand by Me, and they're watching it through the Oculus. So they're like, he's Jonah's at his house, and it's the other guy's at his house in bed with his girlfriend, and they're crying, watching the movie, talking to each other, yeah. and they're looking back and forth, and as they're watching the movie, yeah, and then the, another one shows them watching a Laker game, and they're sitting courtside. Looking at the game, watching it, yeah. and I saw that they're they're going to you're going to be able to watch Hulu and all these other things with the new with the Oculus. I'm such a dinosaur! I have no problem watching a TV. 
Like, yeah, I'm, but you, it's, it's, it's no more of an problem. immersion experience. I'm not interested in immersion experience. I just want to watch TV. See, that's why, so, as we get closer, as Ethan just said a minute ago, to the oasis of Ready Player One, and it's going to happen. I mean, there's already uh, Vive. But see, the Vive is already is... doing an a, a, a an oasis type, you know, sim, uh, simulation where you can start to build your own planets and do things like that. As we get closer to that, you're going to find out which people are going to keep up with it and which people aren't. Well, you've had such a huge gap, but this is the thing now of not everything has to be everything else. When you get to the point where you're pushing everything, you, oh, I can sit courtside at a Laker game. There's a reason that not everybody sits courtside at a Laker game. It's a special experience. Sure. Hell, going to a Lakers game, going to a hockey game. Mm-hmm. I don't... No matter what I'm wearing and what some effect in my house that's like, oh, it's going to be super cold, and you don't get the announcers and you don't get anything, the experience of going to a hockey game is different than the experience of watching it on TV, right. and that's fine. That's what makes going to a hockey game special. You're going to notice some of these, these things. If you really get into this, why would you bother going to a game? Sure. Look at what, look what happens to movies. Now... As much as people decry, no one goes to the movies anymore. That's complete BS. They keep selling more tickets than they ever have the year before. We just went and saw Fantastic Beasts, yeah. and it was completely packed. No, that's the, the people that are saying no yeah. one went to the movies, it, no one goes to the movies anymore. The only empty seat I saw was the one sitting next to me, which was one of the handicapped ones. That was easy. There's like four, there's four seats it's, next to me, and then it's a, theater on a, a few there on the bottom. There. Yeah, it's so. fine. Um, back is back. But as you but, see these types of experiences, then what's the point of going? When... We, we've seen this uh, with the NFL two years ago, three years ago, when live attendance started dropping. It wasn't precipitous, but the teams noticed it. And one of the things they noticed was people stayed home to watch because it's expensive to go. You're sitting up here. You can't you know, access your phone. You can't do this. The rise of fantasy football really knocked everything around, too, because it, uh, you know, people are sitting there watching the game. You need, need to check their stats. You need to check their stats. So you saw teams, um, I think the Washington Redskins did this, where there's like free Wi-Fi in the stadium. And part of the reason that they have it is so that you can keep checking your phone with fantasy right. sites and stuff like that. It's, I, I know it's just this great thing and kids are going to love it, but I, there's a point where the experiences change. But wouldn't you... And that's one if of you the had, If you had the opportunity to be in a full immersion rig or you know, with gloves and the whole suit where you put yourself into... Let's say the Star Wars, one of the Star Wars movies, and you can be a character within. You play that. the football game that you're watching. No, no, but but you're and you're Why feeling do I have a concussion. You're you're you know you're feeling the temperature of Tatooine. You're you know you're feeling you're yeah. picking up objects within yeah, that environment. Yeah, but to watch a movie, no. And playing and being within that environment. It's just, no, it's, I, I, you know, you can you can be game. Luke Skywalker sitting it here on Tatooine cool. playing with your little T sixteen. It would be cool In to do it. No, I just want to watch the movie. But it would be cool to do it every once in a while. I wouldn't sure. want to exchange it for. But no, it'd be no like, like, like that movie, would you know? be like you know, you're playing a video game and yeah. you have to go through you have to go through the Star and this is something that they did in uh, Ready Player One. You you know it was, it, you have to go through the game and you have to play as Luke Skywalker. You have to say the lines and you get bonus points. Well, no, they went through the movie. Yes, to me that's boring. To play, out, to play out the movie? No, and... I'm going to watch the movie. There's nothing wrong with watching a film. <coughs> and there's nothing wrong with watching a film on your TV or watching a film in a theater. And no, they're and all can, different experiences. I see it from both sides. I know, I did. yeah, watching a movie is something completely different. You want to get a story and whatnot. 
but being immersed into it is something that I think a, a niche kind of people that are like super fans that say like this is my world now I want to be in part of this world and so I want to be Luke Skywalker pick saving, up the lightsaber feel the saving, hum of the, yeah. the, the if, light, you, if you really Leia want to get into the psychology of it there is such a break from reality and we've seen this as, we, as we've changed and we're this generation that didn't let go right our generation is definitely the generation that when they got to their 20s and 30s says, you know what, I'm not going to stop collecting comic books. I'm not going to stop buying toys. I'm not going to stop playing video games. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to force my kids to like what I like, and we're just going to keep all this, and we're just going to go forward. And it's very, very different. My life is completely separate from what my father went through. Oh, sure. And in just a short generation, and what you've seen in a generation below us, you have a generation has... Their, their world has changed so quickly in just 10 years. Well, even the two generations below us. I'm not just talking about the generation you're talking about the right millennials, us, you're and then you talk about... The, I'm not, I don't want to put... I hate when they I put know. millennials or whatever. You have a generation below you that has no clue what it's like to actually have to find physical media. Right. And that's amazing how quickly that happened. From what changed from 80, 1980 to 2000... Between what's going to change between 2000 and 220? Well, even the 90s. I mean, it's insane. encyclopedias went the way of the dinosaurs very quickly. But what I was saying is that push forward post. is... We've seen it with social media. We've seen it with a lot of other things. There's a disconnect with reality. There's a disconnect mm-hmm. with experiences. Why do you think millennials have turned to this idea of, I'm not interested in owning stuff. I want experiences because that's what I'm looking for. Now I can give it to me in a headset. Right, and that just it, to me, it's it's either do it or don't do it. Right, but I mean, there's a difference, and, and there's a difference between a game. If you want to play a game in a VR, yes, that's great, that's fantastic. A game that I get, you can affect the outcome or whatever. Sure, I don't want to wear goggles to watch Empire Strikes Back. Just no, I'm not saying necessarily to watch it, unless you can. That's what I'm saying. I, unless you're turning your head, and you're you getting going, a full 360 of a hospital. How are you going to interact battle. a story that's that's a locked story? That's a game. Well, I'm just if using that. Like, I'm okay, just using here's, that. Here's Empire Strikes Back. You get to be Luke and you die on Hoth. And you have to sit there and watch the rest of the movie roll through where it's like, you know what? He doesn't face Vader. Leia goes to face Vader on Bespin and she kills him because she's That badass. would be cool. Like the choose your own story adventures. Well, yeah. They, VR they, they, they the have the, yeah, Well, the, the yeah. VR I mean, I'm, I'm sure a v, a VR, you know, there's going to be those VR Like you mess up games. somewhere and you die. But I was just using that as kind of a loose space example. You have to do so many different computations for it. Yeah. It's, it's the no, old... Uh, well, even doing a 360, Dra- it, you have to... Yeah. Dra- Dragon yeah. Slayer and a- yeah. Ace, Space Ace. Space Ace. Where it was two or three <laughs> things in terms of the video. Everybody hated that game because it never worked. Right. Would you? I mean, you g- it gave you two choices. And based off those two choices, yeah. the computer knew where to go. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't yeah. have to do those kind of choices. There'd have to be points in the, game, in the, the movie. Because you'd have to rewrite the rest of the script, which is what you know Dark Horse did with their Infinity series. Well, but the way the way it was working out in Ready Player One is you had to go through like they did uh, War Games. So oh, you you started out as Matthew. Book. You started. Yeah. Um, Ethan hasn't, and it's not. It's different than the movie. You started out as Matthew Broderick's char- you know character in the movie, and you have to say the lines, you know whatever the next line is in the movie, or the and that action. And then if you say it within the inflection that he does, you get bonus points. Yeah, yeah. and you basically have to play a way out to, the whole. to prove that all the stupid crap that you like is worth something. I, I was just thinking, I was like, I'd be terrible at this game because I, I don't remember lines from movies very well at all. <laughs> I could probably do Empire. Like I can't, I can't be like Rich where he, he sees a movie and then starts reciting the whole movie word for word and ruins be, it I for might everybody. Be able to do Empire, although. 
<laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to do this, whatever the latest special edition is, because when I saw it at the Hollywood Bowl, I'm like, I don't, I don't remember that, that. at all. <laughs> the Emperor sequence with Vader, I'm like, oh, that's totally different, yeah. How many times did they change this? This isn't even the new one. <laughs> well, remember they changed it because they went. They changed they, it again. They, and changed they changed it. it again. They changed it to being. Uh, it's young terrible. Skywalker, and it's then they re- then you realize they mentioned young that before they get the Hoth, they me- they'd already mentioned young Skywalker was there, or you know, and it's like wait that doesn't work because he doesnn't find out until after you know. So no, he knows he knows the Skywalker's there because Skywalker blew up the Death Star. So no. he was when he's saying. Uh, the rebels are there, and Skywalker's with them. Is because he's searching for Luke Skywalker, who destroyed the Death Star. Right, but the, the, but the way they originally had it worded didn't make sense. No, the original was fine. He says the son of Skywalker cannot become a Jedi. The end. Right, and then you find out the son of Skywalker is your son. Yeah. Yo, Vades, what's up? Your your boy can't become a Jedi. Um, <laughs> what if I make him a dark Jedi? Do it, and then they blow up and walk away. Um, that, yeah, it's probably the only thing. Even then, I probably screwed up. Um, I don't want to do it just to see how many people would screw up the, the make him be uh, Darth Vader and they go Luke I am your father oh, and then they just fall out of the it's thing. so funny <laughs> even when you're like I yeah I saw Empire at no I saw Star Wars I, I saw Star Wars at, and there were people that think they know a line and they get half of the line wrong because you and Luke I'm your father has probably Become the biggest one. Luke, I'm your father is the mis- the most misquoted movie line in history. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think everybody used that as the line when they they make a joke. About they it or re- that's like how that. they remember it, but it's not. It's I'm no. your father. No, I am your father. Yeah. Obi Wan yeah. never told you about your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. And the force, why? That's just bugs in your system. All right, if you're not gonna um, take this seriously. So back to PlayStation. Really? I, I'm talking. thinking we're still talking about. PlayStation. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with there isn't a lot to announce this year. I think. It's I money. think that and the cost. And the I cost. Think, I think, yeah. I think. I think the number one thing is money. Yeah. Because whatever you, whatever you get out of it can't you is still easily accomplished by staying home. Mm. Sure. Sure. Um, or with the you know live streaming. Just need to go to El Capitan. Just Down live stream it and yep. show everything from your, like Chris said, the auditorium. Yeah, your solid so what do you think about Amazon Prime members getting to see Aquaman early? It's American Express. Yes. I mean, it's basically, it's the same thing. They've so, been doing that with American Express people. They, they, they did Express it once with that, another one. with uh, Probably. American Express has that deal with Ticketmaster, and sometimes you can get tickets early right. from American Express. You get them Thursday instead of Friday. So you get, you get to see Aquaman if you're a Prime member. Five days earlier in the theater. Woohoo! Because Sebastian was like, "Well, that sucks because it should be yeah, on like, Prime." On Prime? What are you on your mind? <laughs> yeah, the most I mean, pirated movie of 2018 <laughs> is Aquaman. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, no, it's, I mean it's, it's an interesting little thing. I, I'm wondering. I, I'd like to see what the number, the Prime number. I'm surprised are. it's Prime. I'm surprised it wasn't DC Universe. That's what I'm. I was wondering. That's what I thought, and that may be their experiment with a big. Yeah, uh, um, group of people, a big membership, big group membership. Right. I'm searching for a word. I can't find it. Uh, if it works with Prime, then they may use that for their DC Universe to say, "Hey, if you guys are on DC Universe, you're gonna see, you're gonna get to go see Wonder Woman on Monday instead of Friday. You're gonna go get to see Justice League Six. You're gonna yeah. go see the Joker movie, which looks terrible. Uh, at least it does to me. I have no interest in that film. Yeah, um, me neither. 
Not even not, not the hmm. behind the scenes stuff. Didn't behind the scenes stuff is dumb. No. It was so it was so weird to put out a this fake fan trailer and it's just people are just standing there and then you can tell there's the word action and then they run away. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. It what what's interesting to me is I want to find out. Was it Amazon that initiated this, or was this DC that initiated this to try to get people to sign up for Amazon, or to be? If more that interested? was the reason, it wouldn't be Amazon. I don't think they need help. Yeah, I think DC. But my <laughs> my guess, as I as I, if DC initiated it, what is it that they're trying to get out of it? I think they're trying to get positive buzz out of it. I think. They, oh, I think they, so. think they think people are going to really like this movie. And it's like they're, they're studying Amazon Prime movie. members like DC movies, so let's. Well, no, it it might be something where they they internally feel like it's more Wonder Woman than Justice League, mm. and so the best thing they can do is get the word out early before that opening weekend. Yeah, the true opening weekend. And it also if gets... they can get if they can get a hundred thousand Prime members across the country to see it, and ninety thousand of them enjoy it enough to the, to then go, yeah, no, it's good. You should go see it. That can affect their opening number to to yeah. enough of a degree that this is worth it because it's probably no skin off their back. They're not paying Amazon. Amazon's not paying them. And it's probably another thing of, you know, if, if Amazon Prime members feel, ooh, I'm getting to go see it first. Okay, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't really planning on going to see that movie, but I get to go see it before anyone else. Yeah, I'll probably go. I'll go see it. Okay, let's go yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah, you might as well. So you know, they're thinking, okay, we can get, we can. Increase our opening weekend box office by get enticing these people to come early. So are we going to go see it early just to talk about it later? <laughs> well, I don't think the, the thing with it is it, it's definitely I don't think it's something that entices people for Prime. That's not the type no. of movie. If they did this for Avengers: Infinity War two, you can see it Monday instead of Friday if you join Prime. Even I would sit there and go, okay, maybe now's the time to join Prime. Right, you know, no, if, no, if you have just, Prime, it's a perk. Yeah, exactly, and Amazon can use that going forward as part of their thing. You know, you get, you get, Amazon, you know, whatever Amazon services, Prime Video, you get free shipping immediately. You would think they would Ranger do Wonder Woman with your house, this, huh? You would think they would do Wonder Woman. Well, they might. Well, it's you, just, this you is might. The chance to do it first. It's, you, <laughs> it's a chance to get a movie that may have not seen a lot of return in the opening weekend. It's a chance to try to get more of that return in there. And yeah. it could bite them in their ass if people hate it. Right. Yeah, if it is a movie true. that nobody likes, then you've made a mistake. You have a lot of people going out on Monday. And not critics who some people will just turn off to, like, oh, well, they never like anything. But if you have, you know, mom and dad and Jim and Joey that are going on Monday and go, that movie's terrible. Yeah. Then it can bite you in the ass. And that's oh, probably crap. why they didn't do it with Wonder Woman. Right. Because Wonder Woman, they don't need to do it with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's going to be DC Universe, if anything. Yeah. Because you're already DC fans. You already have a predilection for liking DC stuff. If you're liking DC's um, uh, filmed content on their channel, then, I mean, the, well, I guess they do it Shazam first. What is, when Wonder Woman comes out, like, 2025? Is that what Yeah, something like that. Shazam is April. Shazam! Uh, no, Beth told me after the Shazam. trailer tonight that, you know, we're getting gym memberships for Christmas. She goes, if you can get looking like that, then I'll dye my hair red. Yeah, well. Like, oh, you just need a, a muscle suit, because that's all that's... Not Shazam, with. Aquaman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Shazam costume looks horrible to me. Yeah. Um, so, Disney, we said this last week, and we've been saying it for a couple weeks, that we knew that they were talking about replacing Jack Sparrow as the lead of the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Now, we said... The first surprise is that there's a next Pirates of the Caribbean. We said last week 
that more than they would most like, or we we felt that it should be the character, a female character, and Not possibly even thing. we said that we thought that's what it would be. Cause and the I, character would be red. The first person who suggested it to me was Melissa, yeah, was my girlfriend, and Sebastian put in immediately. He's like, "Oh, I'd see that." And I was like, "I would totally see that." Yeah. Well, according so. to Hybrid News, who let's just say they were listening to us last week. To get this information, sure. has said Disney is aiming to replace Captain Jack Sparrow with a female character named Red, who is now the star of a, of the ride itself. I don't know if she's the star. I don't know. That's where I was going to go with this. They may be saying star because she's the one she got replaced and more yeah, prominent. She's, she's a Here, central what the, figure to the town sequence. Yeah. Here, here's what the rest of it says. Red is the pirate who has recently took the place of the controversial auction scene in the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, attraction. Uh, yeah, she didn't really take over the ride. She didn't really... No, Jack Sparrow's still in it 15 times. Right. It's just all over the place. But... Barbosa's in it. That's the, if they're going to make one change backward, I want them to get rid of Barbosa and put that, the old captain in there. Yeah? And then when they were attacking the fort... I missed that dialogue. That dialogue was great. Yeah. They used it in one of the fireworks shows. Yes. It had that dialogue. It had like the classic stuff. I think it was for the 60th because they had it in there. It was great. But yeah, she's a character that... that you know, they replaced her. You have a lot of stalwarts like, oh, this is terrible. PC is stupid. I hate this. But the general reaction has sort of been, eh, if you're going to do it, this seems to make sense. Rather right. than just removing it completely, she, well, it's she's also a good in way the park. Of not to reboot. Yeah, yeah you, you don't, don't have to do sense the whole thing. of rebooting that's become. You don't, have to, you don't have to completely change the, the scene. I'm talking about just the ride itself. Right. She's, she's a, 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 a live character in the park that they've done. Yep. She has her own pop. You know, yeah. she's become a merchandise piece for it, and it felt organic enough. The point where they go, hey, we've got to change this, this seemed to make the most sense. And from there, if you're going to change the film series, and you don't want to deal with Johnny Depp, and you don't want to deal with Jack Sparrow, this is the easiest way to take something that actually is in the ride right, and put it up on the screen. And it's also a way to continue on the series without taking away what you've already done. Yeah, I mean, Pirates is Pirates. That's the thing. You can do, just like Star Wars, Star Wars is a, is a playground that was created that ended up being, we can tell a thousand stories in here. Right. Pirates of the Caribbean is Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not like there's only there's only two ships. Yeah. You know? Every every movie seems to find a new villain. Right. And get louder and <laughs> more nonsensical. <laughs> I don't even remember the last one, really. The last one I was... I remember just being disappointed in... in um, the... In Salazar. The, well, yes. And the problem was The problem with Jack was they just... That 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 swagger that he had from the you know being a rum-soaked pirate just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger with each character. That, he, he, that to me, Jack Sparrow in the last movie became a caricature of himself. Well, he's always been... The, you really don't get any... Probably the most... Uh, I'm going to try and complete a sentence here at some point. One of the most poignant character moments for Jack Sparrow was left on the cutting room floor when he's talking to the head of the East India Company or whatever, and it's, you find out what he became a pirate is he was a captain for them. And then right. He didn't deliver cargo, and he turns and he and says, it turns to be slavers, yeah. Yeah, he says, people aren't cargo. That's the biggest character moment he has. Yes. 
and it's on the cutting room floor. But there's still beats. In it's two in the, and well, three. The, yeah, it's on the cutting yes. room floor, but it, it's, it's on not. The DVD. It's not in the film that you saw. On, on, no, it's on it's the, it's in the deleted scenes. It's in the deleted scenes. But what I'm saying is, as, as the film they presented to you, they didn't. Give right. It. But there are moments in two and three. And I think even four. I don't even remember where there's there's those beats where you have you, you got to play with that character, make him more. Uh, you know, it's it's the Han Solo type that you have to give him some redeeming quality. Where but Han you says, are, you know what, everybody else can die, but I'm going to save my friend. But you lose uh, that mystery of does he really, you know, the, the, and the, which was one of the cool things about Jack Sparrow's, is he doing this on accident or does he really have a plan for this that he just stumbles? Well, that's through. the second film, like crazy. The second film, you're always wondering what his and the third are. film too, to a degree. The second film, really, because it, all the stuff that happens with the with the um, the cracking and everything yeah. with it is. Is there, but yes. Anyway, but but Jack is gone. Probably as much of anything else as the fact that Johnny Depp is a garbage human being that Disney has nothing to do with. Because uh, if anything else comes out, they're like, "You fired James Gunn, really? And this, really? You you still <laughs> see that? That's the only thing. I mean, the Johnny Depp stuff with with uh, Amber Heard. That was. I have a feeling it was more of a mutual situation where they are beating the hell out of each other. But here's the thing: it doesn't matter to Disney. No, that's true. Disney, I, and, and, I'm, I'm telling you right the now, James Gunn Disney, thing, Disney the, has no desire to be in. No, and I understand it. And the James Johnny Gunn Depping. thing, yes, what Johnny Depp did or allegedly did with Amber Heard was a lot worse than the things that James Gunn had said. In terms of public perception, it's the same thing. That's yeah, what I'm I know. I get when that. When you're taking it from a corporate point of view of what are we going to tolerate and what we're not going to tolerate. The tweets that James Gunn put out that you have fired that person for and you absolutely 1,000% refuse to renege on what you've done right. means you cannot put Johnny Depp in a new film. Right. You just can't. No, I know. Whether it's true or not, you can't do it. There's there's too much there. Just push that off to the side and we're not going to deal yeah. with Johnny Depp anymore. Other people will still hire him. He can still hate America and live in France. Beat yeah, women, we'll, still, we'll still put Morgan Freeman in a movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Morgan Freeman was accused of doing some Everyone really, was. Yeah. Um, Everyone except Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks is still America's sweetheart. And Tim Allen. No, nobody likes Tim Allen because he's on that show and he's a Republican. Yeah, he's a Republican. That's why they don't. So, speaking about things that people don't like but still keep getting renewed, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will have a seventh season. Why? Even before season six comes out. Why? That was, that was the weirdest... This- yeah, this I was on the that. verge of being canceled on season five. Was it? It's not even on the verge. It's not even the fact that it was on the verge of being canceled. It went from being a twenty-two episode series starting in September, ending in May, to a mid-season pickup. And the reason that people said that the only reason that they got this series is Disney made them do it, versus ABC didn't want them at all. Right. Because you remember, ABC axed everything else. We're not doing Inhumans. They didn't pick up the pilot for Hunter and Bobby, whatever that was supposed to be. And it is, we don't want to be in the Marvel TV business. And now they've got another half a season of this? Well, and here's what Marvel has. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is officially renewed for seventh season. Our agents will return summer 2019. So they may wait... For season six to air after Avengers. Well, no, that would be season six. Right. Oh, that the first return is okay. The first return would be so after. season six would be after. So they may hold off until after Avengers, which to me would make sense, because if nothing you, they've done with that show. Has if sense. you would be playing by the rules of Thanos, 
half that team would would have been gone anyways. Well, no, half the people are half the people. I mean, it doesn't. You could have an entire team that doesn't get affected. Sure. We have three point five billion people that disappear on the planet. It, you know, you might not have everyone in there. It's more. <laughs> I wonder what their ending is gonna was supposed to be for season six. Who was I don't supposed know. to die in season six? Did anybody die at the end of last season? Well, I saw the promo the, image for it. I have no idea who the girl all the way At the end the left of is. season six, five, so, excuse season me, five, five. Colson and May went off to Tahiti, retiring basically. Mm-hmm. So they got their brains picked on. Me. Well, no, because they, they after they saved the so earth, they went to really Tahiti. After they yes, after they saved the earth from future annihilation. You know, where Quake supposedly destroys the entire Earth. And Good Dove man. Cameron's character, you know, they stop her from actually doing it. And they had the whole Graviton, Graviton, Gravitron thing. I think it's Graviton, isn't it? Is it? I thought so. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, which ended up being, uh, what's his name from Don't Heroes. That, you Just know. get to the end. So, so they, man, so they we- save it. He, he leaves because he's dying. He's supposed to be dying. And there's no way to save him. So Coulson and May are, are gone. Coulson and May are gone. So Coulson and May left before they, even though they knew they had one more half season to go. Yes. Because this one was half a season too, right? No. This um, was a full season. No, this was only half a season, wasn't it? Because Inhumans was the first half of the season. Inhumans was well, the first, first half. half of the year. The, right. The, they did the, they, okay. they came back in December. Yeah. So they had half a season here. Right. The rumor was is that Disney forced ABC to take season six. And now season five. Have, no, season six. Season six, yes. The upcoming season. That's so confusing. Yes. And now they have half an order for season seven. Now they have which season... Which means ABC... It, so somebody turned down doing a second Bachelor. Well, that's what they So said. the president of ABC Entertainment announced it that... <laughs> the president have. of ABC Entertainment went, oh, There's another episode of Season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thanks, bye. <laughs> and then... Um, did they announced they it did, E3? <laughs> they announced it um, they did announce that Clark Gregg will direct a couple episodes. He apparently he directed a couple last season. I wonder if he's not in it. Um, right now, because you don't even know who's in the season that's already been confirmed. Well, this one has now too, but season six, the upcoming season, early next year, maybe summer. Right now, in the article from Agents of Sh- from Marvel from Agents at Mar- Sh- yeah, Marvel dot com, they do not have. Colson or Clark Gregg listed as one of the stars. I wonder if season six will be without him and May, and then they come back for season seven and give them a different. Well, name. May May's listed. Ming's here. Okay, so she kills Colson. Probably. <laughs> Chloe Bennett's she, there. She just straight up murders him. <laughs> um, Welcome to Tahiti. So they have, they have Captain Fitz now, and Simmons and here. Yeah, so everybody that's currently there besides... And they, they may have done that on purpose and left him off. Because he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, no, it may just be that they left him off because they want to they, go, they go continue on you know, the, the storyline. I want to go, go make Shakespeare movies. Black <laughs> and white. In modern times. Well, that was, that was a... The reason he did that was because Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon did that. Yeah, no, I know. He got a bunch of his friends... Then he's like, wait a minute, I don't have any money. Does he want to be Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need tons of makeup to make me look 15 years younger. I know you guys, I mean, I'm excited that it's coming back. That's what I'm, I said. <laughs> it's, at least Rich will be excited. It's a guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I still enjoy it. It's, not, no. it's Rich's Riverdale. 
In a no, way. it's probably better than Riverdale. I'll give it that. <laughs> I just um, all these shows I just don't have don't have the patience for anymore. So speaking of shows you don't have the patience for, Supergirl is making a lot of changes. I didn't have patience for Supergirl after episode two. Superman's going to be in it. Lois Lane's going to be in it. Well, Superman's already been in it. Superman's been as... in like one episode or two episodes. He's been there a couple of times, as far as I know. But they haven't had Lois Lane. She's gonna. They, they've got a Lois Lane cast, and they're casting John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Ducky! Which is interesting. Now they're kind of molding it into a Superman show. Well, they've talked about wanting to do a Superman show out of the Superman from Supergirl. Yes. And apparently, Superman and Lois Lane will be in the crossover event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, I wonder we if that's because they... You talk about the crappiest marketing I've ever seen. Right. I have no reason to watch any of those episodes anymore. Everything, everything is, I'm not going to say it just in case people missed it, but when you mentioned Superman, I'm just like, well, we know Superman's in it. There's 45 pictures of him in it. Yeah. And it's like, really? Next one. Really? And it's it's unavoidable. It wasn't even like, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I don't follow the CW or whatever. It's just every other thing is like, look, 86 more Images were released of the Arrow episode alone. The only Look thing I haven't seen stuff. is if Black Lightning will be in the crossover. I don't believe he is. Which should be to me. It's like, why wouldn't you want to add that to your? Black. Did they mention <laughs> anything in his show about the other characters? I don't I know. I, ha- I haven't. I mean, I have his show recorded. I've watched a couple episodes, mm-hmm. but I tried watching last week's episode. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's good. It's just. Well, I know you have to. It, you know, you have to have that one black show that you watch. To try and <laughs> it's not be that. the exception to the rule. It's not that. It's just. I, bla- I watch black. I watch black shows. I watch blackish ones. I watched the blackish uh, Prince episode this week, which is really cool. <laughs> but I've seen. I, I'm like blackish isn't bad, but It'd be better if it was white. Black Lightning. It's just I. I've never. I mean, other than, other than uh, Static Shock, I've really. N- not had any introduction to those characters. You know? It's not a static shock. No, so that's one why you watch introduction to right. a black character <laughs> of DC. I mean, that's, that's really Mr. Terrific. Who? Um, here's a reason why they made Wally black. Yes, John Cryer. I can see playing Lex Luthor. No, he's already bald. He's, not, he's shaved his anymore. head a while back. John. Every time John I Cryer see him. has no. Yeah, it's it's every character he is is just a pathetic loser. Every time that I is see true. him, it's just Alan. That from is two and a half true. Yeah, well, no, because so. I mean, Ducky was a pathetic loser. Every character John Cryer has ever played is a yeah, pathetic loser. That, I mean, that is true, and that's why it's such a, a weird choice. Hmm. I don't know. That is true. If you want, if for me, if you want young Lex, it's Michael Rosenbaum or Bust or Bust. Once that guy's I think gone, they should, I just never see. I think they should have done that. Because I mean, it's not like he's doing anything major right that now. Would have been yeah, interesting. He, look, if he left the show to start with, he's not coming back. That's true. I mean, I mean they made it to the end of Super... He said they're at Smallville going, nope, not doing this anymore. Well, speaking I'm of Smallville, out. we did find out, like, the last day or two, that the ranch, or the, the farm that they used in Smallville for the Kent farm will be used in the Arrowverse as the Kent farm. Well, yeah, because like, <laughs> there's a farm in Vancouver. That's where you shoot. There's the one farm. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, the one farm. If you watch the CW shows... There's like two facades for downtown buildings that are exactly the same at every show. That is true. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to shoot at the corner of 4th and Plymouth? Yeah. Oh, wait, we can't. Arrow's shooting there tomorrow. But how about yesterday? We could shoot the day after. Nope, Flash is there the day after. 
So General Mills is launching a serial monster cinematic universe to compete with Universal's Dark Universe. You know how I you compete want... with Universal's Dark Universe? Don't make anything because I Universal's not making Dark Universe. Want them to call them a serial, you know, a series of serial films, or you know, there'll be a no. serial. No, no, no. Come on, you don't no. want a Booberry no. movie? No, no. How about I like Booberry as a serial. Frankenberry, eating it correctly without milk. Um, gosh, freaking out! I, what's the story? That's like the stupidest thing. In terms of a movie, yeah, no. Like <laughs> if this is like a cartoon on on ABC in the morning. Oh, nobody does cartoons in the morning anymore. Look at the post, the billboard they had. Booberry laying and says, "Hello, Hollywood." <laughs> um, if it was April, I would get this. <laughs> right, April first, but. This is bizarre. Let's see, we have no idea, or we, we know, we, we know the idea of yet wow. another cinematic universe sounds... You need to start wearing your glasses. I really do. You need to get your eyes replaced. Sounds stale, especially after Universal's Dark Universe left a bad taste in our mouths. You can already see where this is building up to. That's why none of this seems real to me. <laughs> but we are, we're, we're ready to dig in on this latest endeavor because it could be delicious. General Mills wants to launch... All new stories <laughs> with their serious. Who's, the, who's the writer of this article? It's the Onion Nerdist. <laughs> yeah, the nerds can go to hell. <laughs> you know what would be funny if it's just like it's redoing the Mummy, but with like serial characters. Oh wait, 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 dude! Yeah, I would wait. totally watch that. Wait, wait, wait! That'd be wait, amazing. Wait, wait, wait! It gets better. It gets better. General Mills wants to launch a new slate of stories with their serial monster mascots, and it wants you to pitch them your best ideas. Oh, now Rich is in. Rich is already writing the treatment. I want him to redo Bram Stoker's Dracula, do the Francis Ford Coppola one, but put <laughs> Chalk and Berry or whatever. Chocula, Count Chocula. Chocula. As the Gary Oldman would, character the whole time. That would be hilarious. And it's just, oh, you want to have some cereal? That they movie, put marshmallows in it. It's okay. Can you believe that movie is 24 years old now? Yeah. That movie was out when I was in high school. It was out when I was, well, yeah. right after high school, I guess. Yes. Jeez. Was, I love that movie. Days. I've seen that movie once. Yeah, I just... Uh, I love that. No, I've seen it multiple times. Um, I just see, this yeah, one. We don't, we don't need it. That's true. We don't need it. You see crap multiple times. This you're, one you're gonna, gonna see. Do... You're gonna see Count Chocula versus Booberry fifteen times. If you did we'll it as a Saturday morning like, cartoon, this is amazing. This is it's so satirical. Oh wait, that'd be me. If you do it as a Saturday morning cartoon, so you can sit down and eat your breakfast with. There it. are no Saturday morning cartoons. I know. Anymore. They're gone. ABC Seven only shows the news. Yes, that's it. Channel 4 does the Today Show and then Ocean Adventures with Jeff Corwin. Yes. And then more news. <laughs> well, local news. I still say Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell killed Saturday morning cartoons. No, Menudo did. <laughs> well, Menudo, Menudo was that first one. You got through all your cartoons. You're like, what the hell is this? And why isn't it in English? We also had Kids Incorporated. That was before. Kids, Incorporated, Kids Incorporated, I don't think, was on the network, was it? Um, Saved by the Bell no. was the first one. Yeah, and Saved by the Bell was, was the first one because it was on NBC. Yeah, and it was cheaper. Oh, so much. Found out they were like, "Oh, this is cheap." Yeah, and you had real people that you could send out to to do marketing. And stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah. And you would versus, yeah. versus you know trying to get midgets to dress up in a <laughs> in a Smurf costume. <laughs> la, 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 la. Um, I just want to know why. I mean, whoever builder Smurf was, or planning Smurf, or whatever, or handy. Tr- Construction project Smurf should have been fired, but it was handy. There's sixteen handy is seasons. The one who all there's this sixteen stuff. seasons, and they never finished the dam. Well, they finish it. it just no, they never destroyed. finish it. They never finish it. 
And it's and plus, I think all of those all of those Smurfs died. They no, they needed to be rescued because the same exact Smurfs working in the same exact spot <laughs> in every single time you see the dam. It's well, almost usually... like they use the same shot. Yeah, and it's amazing. They and would that, never do that. No, it's just like Battlestar Galactica, like... in which the Cylons attacked the Galactica only once, ever. And they're just like it's. P- I think that whole show is PTSD. All of the pilots just have like, oh, I think the Cylons are attacking, and it's the same six shots, you know, because you know, they Look, had they only, four dollars to make that show. Well, the three shots, then they're just flipped. No, there were ninety nine Smurfs. Until Papa had, was a hundred. No, I think there was only ninety nine because I thought the the new chick was a hundred. Smurfette? No, no. The when they they finally got another girl for them to plow through. Well, no, the other girl was the kid. Yeah. Because they had those four little kids. Yeah. They had the three Smurfs that, and the little girl. Yeah, they had all adults. They got they, turned into yeah, kids. Yeah, because they t- took the kids and like, here you go, Gargamel. And then you had Grandpa Smurf. And then you had Grandma Smurf. I don't know. That came in. I think, okay. well, the original it was 99. But there were still right. 99, 100 Smurfs. The same six Smurfs did everything. Well, it's because all the other Smurfs were out, were chained to the dam. There's only ten Smurfs in the whole town. There were only really six Smurfs that had personalities. Everybody else was just... And their personality was their name. <laughs> yes. So anyways... Papa. They called me Big Papa. <laughs> Devil May Cry is getting an anime series on Netflix. And they work on a dam also. It's the whole Devil May Cry series. It's all these anime characters working on a dam. But here's the twist. Devil May Cry and Castlevania are going to be in the same universe. Supposedly. Supposedly. I don't think they said for sure. I, I don't finish Castlevania. I watched the first half of that first season. It was pretty good. It's really good. Devil May Cry is one of my favorite PS2 games. Yeah. Because if you could get somebody into the air and keep shooting them... I did it for like a full minute. It was amazing. <laughs> you just get them up there and just... I don't think the anime series is going to do that. Oh, yes it will! <laughs> you watch Castlevania, you're like, oh yeah, they really just want to do what's in the game. Um... It definitely lends itself to it. I think there's already. I thought there was already an anime for it. I thought there was too. I think there's a movie for it. There so might. There might be. Susan, and there might have been stuff there's in Castlevania. Uh, too. Castlevania has something. I don't. I don't know. Didn't about Castlevania that. have? Like, yeah, Castlevania had like Castlevania a Saturday has... morning cartoon, didn't it, or something like that? Yeah, and they, along those lines. They have a show on Netflix right now. Too. Well, no, that's what no, we're that's talking. What, about. Yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about. But, but there was something. Be- something way back. before. Yeah. I seem to remember Devil May Cry got a got a full length anime film. I'm sure. I'm sure Castlevania had something. Too. They had something. Yeah, I think I think Castlevania had one of those early. Oh, Castlevania 3 was the best. They yeah. always went up and you mm. went to the tower first and then you went all the way back. But it's, I think it's the, it's the same makers, right? It's the same studio, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I left this out of the thing but the Big Trouble in Little China, we talked about they were going to make a reboot or remake or something. Now they've come out and saying that it's going to be because it was supposed to star the rock. I think. It is going to start The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's in 16 films next year. But now they're saying it's going to be a sequel to... Uh, it's a TV movie in 2009. No, I thought there was one earlier for that. For yes, there was oh, for Castlevania. Yeah. Castlevania, that's, Him that's of the Blood. Cur- that's the current series. No, Him that's, cause that's oh, no, 2017. That's this one's 2012. Weird. So there's something else. They may have, The rest there, of them are video games. So there was something that they anyway. put out for Castlevania that was like a, a mini series or something yeah. anyway but yeah uh so that they've confirmed that the big trouble in little china remake will actually be a sequel which so is when, cool so when do they announce that kurt russell's in it i know right kurt, and, uh, kurt russell is the rock <laughs> but don't you remember there was, nah, I gotta smell the way the first one worked is they where's kim control you you had to have or she's still was, yelling at the <laughs> Wasn't there like the moon and the sun or something had to, to line up and it only happened so many you know odd years? 
The Geon. Now the rock is gonna move the moon. He's gonna move the moon. He's gonna he's gonna go into space and move Jupiter. He is the moon. Into. He's just gonna lasso it. Yeah. I just hope they get the same old. I I forget the uh, actor's name. He's still alive. He's still yeah. I just saw him in something not too long ago. I was like, he's, oh my uh, god. He's um. Gosh, just a couple of years ago when we were at a Dodgers game and it was like Chinese night. Chinese Appreciation Night or something like that. He was in it. Like, hey, it's that guy who plays the old Chinese guy in everything. Everything. It was him and the and the guy from Gremlins. They were the only Egg, two. Egg Shen. Yes. Yeah. Victor Wong. Yeah, Victor Wong. It's just like the guy uh, in Die Hard, the the Mongolian looking dude who actually played Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. The guy who gets the candy bar out of the thing. He was Chinese thug number one in every single film in the eighties mm-hmm. and TV series. I think he fought the A team sixteen times. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. They're anytime they needed that. We need some diversity. Stereotypical. And we don't want to use a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Anytime they need that stereotypical Asian karate master, that's who they went to. Pat Morita wasn't available anymore. Um. He's too busy running his diner. So, Disney Parks gave us our first look at Disney Parks. Said, what, "What was the name of that thing in there? So, uh, there was some some conference or something's going on." It was uh, D23 Destinations or something. Yeah, wasn't it? or Disney Destinations or something yeah. like that. I don't remember what it was. In Florida. And they released a video of uh, John Williams' first piece of music. Yes. He's composing original music for, for the park. Um, the London Symphony Orchestra. Not directed by John Williams. People freaked out. Right. It's his assistant director. It's The man's worked with him for a long time. John Williams does not live in London. Um. And that was great. And they're yes. like, well, we're going to use it all over the place. And then they named the Millennium Falcon ride. Yes. And I the know. Rise of the Resistance. Rise ride. of the Resistance is the other one. Yes. It's the First Order or First Order Rise of the Resistance or Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Star Wars what's, Rise what's of the Resistance. Was it Smuggler's Run? Is that, the, is that the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's name? Run, I think, is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And so EW had these, these cool videos, uh, preview videos, that were posted on there that are impossible to watch because... It just kept giving me the ad for the new movie <laughs> with uh, Mas- Mashallah Ali and Viggo Mortensen. And it just looped. The, um, I wa- I Mortal watched, Engines? Yeah, I watched Mortal Engines four times and just gave up. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm not seeing this. Um, oh, it looks, so, it looks so gorgeous. You've realized... You, I was we more excited. Around. I was more... Yeah, the, the, the video for the music yeah. is the aerial and ground shots of them building the park. Yes. And they show... Building um, one of the shuttles, one of the shuttles that go up top, and then you kind of you get it more of a of a layout for the park, and I just look at it and I'm like that's going to be amazing to finally get into in 2021. Yeah, it's going to be incredible to wait it two just, years after it opens before any of us get inside. So big, so immersive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in terms of an immersive experience, a real life thing like right. that, I'm perfectly fine with. But when you know, going to Disneyland as much as we do, and, you know, you pretty much go around. Star Wars Land, because you, you when you park in the garage, and you go you know you go down through the tram and everything, and you go into the park, and you even if you go through Fantasyland and around Big Thunder and down towards Critter Country and everything, you're going around the Star Wars Land area, you know. But seeing that when you're going through, you know, and they're showing you all the spires and everything, and I'm like, Beth, I want to go through every inch of that. I want to go up on that spire or that cliff right there. I want to, you know. You're not going to be able to do that. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, like, that Look, would be the, awesome. the days of me jumping off a rock at Tom Sawyer's Island to attack <laughs> white chocolate, yeah. the game we used to play when we were in high school when we would yeah. go, 
We basically played a gigantic version of Tag. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, he you can't. can't. I looked up and I'm like, oh, that's the rock, and you can't even get up there anymore. Yeah. Like, so I used to get up that rock, jumped off that rock. Well, you used, used to be able to, to climb take the map. You stick the map, and we'd full, you know basically make it into a baton. And we played basically tag. One of them would hang out in the in the, in the fort. Yeah. The other person went to hide, and you have to see him, and you have to hit him before they shoot. But you used to I'm be able up to on this thing, and white chocolate and... goes right under me, and I jumped off that thing like freaking Spider Man, and I come to the ground and I hit him, and I look back, and there's a ranger behind me, and he says that was cool, but you can never do that again. <laughs> but remember, you used to be able to climb up the tree. You, used to be you able can to do awesome. everything. The tree fort is done. The fort is now the Phantasmic headquarters. Yes. Looks like that's if you you can kind of peer through. The, the old doors, you got that little slit that's right there, and it's just computers. It's just but even over. the cave used to go through a lot more. The caves are the caves are bigger than I remember. Well, yeah. in terms of, like, there's more of them. Yes. They're not bigger than I remember because I can barely <laughs> get through some of them. I got into one corner, I'm like, oh, I might be stuck. I might not be able to get out of here. I got to find a different way out of here. I had to find a way where I was like, baby, where are you? Right, I'm over here. Okay, I need to go over here and figure out how I'm going to get out of this thing. I'm, I'm like hunched over. And I'm a short dude anyway. And I'm like hunched over like this. And then I got my stomach sticking out. And I'm like, I don't think I can get out of here. But you're trying, yeah, you're trying to explore everything that's in there. Yeah. And we went, we, we went backward because we found the treasure at the end. And then we saw all the things before. There's some cool stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Stupid but, I mean, kids. the Star Wars is just... It, like, there's so much stuff within no, that there's area. No, gonna be, it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, once we... We can actually get to it. Um, and then they also showed oh, us. God, is that going to be so busy? Oh yeah, so I, I almost wish they were releasing. They were opening. I will the say Marvel it. area in the and the Star Wars areas at the same time. Well, they, they don't have No, system. I know because if you, you need did, all the Star then Wars, that way you, you would them. spread people out. You're going to spread people out anyway because they're not going to let you. Well, I feel the like park. I'm already not going to be going to Disneyland right when that opens. I'm just you don't go to like Disneyland it. now. I've known you 15 well, years, you it's and you've be, gone to Disneyland twice. It's yeah. going to be... Uh, I don't go that often. You're going to get that capacity thing from that very, very quickly. <laughs> that pass holder group, man, every day. Is it going to be busy today? Yeah. Yes! I know. It's freaking Disneyland! <laughs> I know. I love when someone's like, mm, is it going to be busy on Monday when it's a holiday? So the fires yes. are going on. Is it going to be busy? Yeah, uh, everyone's out of school. And is there going to be smoke, do you think? It's 30 miles away. It's <laughs> more than 30 miles away. <laughs> From the fires. Have they announced how many days they're going to add to the end of the school year to make up for the fact that your daughter's been off of school for like oh 10 days? Oh my god. They, they're, they're changing the end of first term from being the 16th to the 30th now. Yeah, so you people know, you have can to make, make those up days some up. time. You have to. Yeah. When we had my senior year, there was the possibility because we had, we had like two days that we missed because some idiot in school called in a bomb threat twice. So we missed those two days and then there was another day that they shut us down for something else. I think it was actually a fire. We had... The Green Meadow Fire in, in 93. And yeah. they, they said, we missed like one more day and they have to add two days. Because the, the state mandates the end the, the, the minimum number of days. And you just took <laughs> 10, day, 10 extra days off. Yeah. So, finally, our, one of the last things we're going to cover tonight is the Spider-Man attraction for uh, California Adventure got announced. And they said it's going to be like one of the centerpieces for the Marvel Land. And they kind of gave you they gave you concept, huh? Spider Man, you would hope so. Yeah, but they gave you a concept of of the land, and it's got like it looks almost like it's Parker Industries, and then you have uh, Stark Industries next to it, and then you can see behind it. There's a holy war between the two, (laughs) and then behind it you can see Peter Parker's (laughs) jaw. You can see the Guardians of Galaxy ride, but 
you know, they're they're saying that. So, where would uh, Stan Lee be buried? Uh, He's not going to be buried in Spider Man. No, no. Why would space. you bury him in California Adventure? That has really nothing to do with. No, I mean Spider Man Land. Spider Man Land. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they call it. It's going to be an attraction within Marvel Land of California yeah, Adventure. I doubt they're going to call it Marvel Land. No. <laughs> it's, but they, it does have a big Avengers logo right there at the very beginning, you know, when you go in. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still... It's it's going to mm. be Marvel-centric with oh, yeah. Avengers and stuff. Yeah. Ah, there we go. See, there's the, there's the concept picture for it. We'll put it up on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, and there's, like, this little room that's, like, X-Men... And it's just like a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> Do not enter. <laughs> just a loop of Kevin Feige saying, we're still not using them. That's it. You get Wolverine. That's no matter what he There's going to be an X symbol, just a question mark beside it. So, Can we use Storm, sir? No, I don't care about the X-Men. We're too busy making... Uh, 17 other movies. Yes. So they he... also announced that uh, Captain Marvel yes. is coming to the parks, too, as a live-action Yes. Meet and greet. Um, Kevin Feige also did mention that... No more X-Men. <laughs> they do have a plan and put in place for a tribute to Stan Lee. Uh, and his... his they nine did nine more cameos. They did know. confirm his cameos yes. were already shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. His cameos are done. Marvel, for be... Captain Marvel, for Avengers, and Spider-Man. That's fitting that Spider-Man will be the last one. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the character that he stole from Steve Ditko, so there you go. <laughs> Um, speaking of Stanley, we found out this week, amongst... Everybody found out this week. Amongst the fires in Thousand Oaks in California and the shooting in in Thousand Oaks, about the same time we find out Stan Lee passed away. Stan Lee passed away on Monday, uh, as a friend put on their uh, Facebook, and then I had a message after when he said, gone too soon... And I had to message, he's 95. Yeah. <laughs> Lasted a lot longer than everybody else. The, the funniest thing I've seen from the whole thing is, did, did, you see, did you see the Betty Davis Mortal, Mortal Kombat thing? No. So it's the it's the, the the level select or whatever, the, the tournament select from, yeah. from Mortal Kombat. And so it's all these pictures of famous celebrities who passed away as old age. And Betty Davis... And, uh, uh, Betty White. Betty White is, is just getting farther and farther up. <laughs> and she's outlasting these people. Oh so like God. she's defeating all of them. It's freaking hilarious. It's amazing. I want. I was going to do a picture of you know the the snap and have Stanley. There's, there's a great picture of Stanley waving. You know, I was well, someone to, did that cartoon where he's drawing. They did the cartoon. He looks at the pen. Yeah, and he says, uh, "I have to go now" or something like that. Yeah, and then he just no. There's a ton of tribute. Stanley is a very interesting figure. Um, growing up, going through pop culture, comic books specifically for me. You know, when I was a kid, Stan Lee was a bit of a character and what have you, and he was a part of, you knew what he kind of did, and he was the creator for all of these characters and everything, because he was still associated with Marvel. Jack right. Kirby had already left. And Steve Ditko was a recluse after those first few issues of Spider-Man anyway. And but the other thing with Stan Lee was, he was also a almost as big a character well, as that's his... That's why I haven't finished. He's a, he's a, when I was growing up, Stan Lee was a part of it, and it was Stan Lee Presents, the soapbox and everything. And then he basically got excommunicated from Marvel. Right. And Marvel kind of moved into the first time they got taken over by sort of a corporate American, Ron Perlman, and all this other stuff. But one of the things that had happened was when Jack Kirby tried to get his art back, and Frank Miller, who was immensely, as much of a rock star as anybody in comics at the time for doing Dark Knight Returns 
and Daredevil, he started the campaign to try and get Jack's work back. And that started this conversation that was basically that Stan stole everything from Jack Kirby. Right. And Jack Kirby came up with everything because the, the Marvel method, in the case of having Stan do like 80 books, was having Jack draw them. Right. And then he provide the dialogue. And you find out, it was Stan basically telling Jack, the Silver Surfer's in it, and, and Galactus has to be defeated at the end. Draw it, and then I'll figure out the words for it. Yeah. So Stan became sort of this off in the corner and sort of he pushed aside the 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 the, the comics consigliore or illuminati or the hipsters before then we knew what hipsters were were very anti Stan. First time I went to Comic Con, Stan was in a booth. It went now Artist Alley. Because that corner in, in, in San Diego, all the way on the left of the convention hall, that's where all the crap plans went. Sure. The guys who, who were like at the end of it, hey, we need to fill it out, that's where you would see the, the, like the booths that we would see at the shrine. Yeah. That was the whole left-hand side. So in the front is this black box. Uh, it looked very much like the, um, the booth that uh, Peter Mayhew was in that one year. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically an enclosed kind of space. And there's a carnival barker for him. Meet Stanley, the creator of Spider Man. Hey, meet Stanley. Come on, meet Stanley. Charging for autographs as he did. And he's just an old man sitting there, like, okay. Yeah. And then they made a movie and they brought him back in to love Spider Man. Right. And he was associated with Spider Man. He's like, I'm just so great that the character I created is up on the screen. Well, but and he was they, even they, in the X Men. They, uh, they, and, um, and everything before yeah, that. Every, as well. That's what I'm just talking about. Those whole kind of things. And then it, that kind of explosion came through. The funniest thing that I've seen with. With, with his passing, is the type of people that are remembering him, or people my age that have a very complicated relationship with him, and people who are younger, who he's a rock star, because he was in all those movies. Right. He's in all the good movies. Um, and not really understanding what he went through. The, his, his renaissance and comeback is as big as anything. Because the greatest thing that Stan could do is he sold himself. Yes. He was huge. Now, he was a manager, he was a writer, he ran that company... He had the inevitable task of firing a bunch of people before Christmas once. Um, he was hated by a lot of the people around him. But in the 70s, he was the one that put himself in the front. In the 70s, Marvel finds out all these kids are in college are getting high and reading Silver Surfer and Doctor yeah. Strange and thinking it's the greatest experience that's ever happened. They put Stan on this tour. He goes out. He's a thin dude. He's got this bushel of hair. He's got this, you know, his chest is showing yeah, everything. Yeah. Stan was able to sell himself because he could transform himself into somebody different. Jack Kirby couldn't because you could not do anything with Jack Kirby other than letting him be a Brooklyn Jew. Right. That's exactly what he looked like. He looked like a frumpy, old man, Brooklyn Jew who hated everything. Yeah. And he kind of did. Um, Steve Ditko ended up being a recluse. The, the people that were creating these things with him, the artists, also didn't have time to do any of this. Jack right. Jack is drawing 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Steve Ditko's doing the same thing. And... He pissed off a lot of people. Reading Sean Howe's book, The Marvel Story, is is a fascinating piece of of uh, of history because they, they have these. Uh, it's all um, basically interviews. It's all first person type of stuff, and you get to especially the seventies, and you just have someone who is just like Stanley is the biggest schmuck I've ever met in my entire life, and I hate his guts. And then the next one is Roy Thomas going. Stan kept Marvel alive when he needed to, and you know there were things that he had to do. So he was a very complicated individual. But he was also that the one that into this beloved old man right. that everybody loved and everyone, you know, now's not the week to, to bash on but it's sort of... There's a, a lot of people it, that took advantage of him too. Especially well, towards the end, age. but that's also but Stan was the people also that the, he surrounded himself with. He was also the one that presented Marvel for to Hollywood. 
for television and for cartoons and all, you know. Yeah, it started to. People forget that there was stuff before this. Right. You know, they had those cartoons in the 70s and, and, and in the 80s. Late you 60s. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Like, yeah. Let's take Spider-Man and two characters that nobody gives a crap about and put them in there. They're fire and ice. See? They're different. Um, but you also you had, you had the Spider-Man, you know, TV series, the... In the seventies, you had the Incredible Hawk in the seventies. Yeah, you had these these series that they put together, which was basically static images in which the background moved. Right. Look, when they had that Marvel Cafe, oh, if that Marvel Cafe existed now. Yeah. The, the one that used to be in and, uh, Universal Studios, just outside of it, outside of CityWalk. Yep. They used to show those cartoons, and I remember sitting there that first time, and I'd never really seen these. I'd seen pictures of them, and I'm watching it, going, "This is terrible." Yeah. They don't move at all. <laughs> this is nothing. It's just. A static image of Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Fantastic, or Mrs. Fantastic, Sue Storm, and just their mouths are moving, and that's it. And the the background is like changing colors in back of them, but they're not doing anything. Yeah, like, this isn't well, animation. The old, remember, there was they an old Iron anything. Man cartoon that was like that too. Yeah. Um, Iron but, Man was great because they didn't have to move his mouth. But in those in those early seventies, you know, TV series with Spider Man, thing, you know, you had Thor and Captain America, and you know, mm-hmm. all, you know they were all cam- very campy. TV series, you know, a la Batman 66, but it was, he was the one who said, we need to take this out and do live action with it. So Yeah, because he also, he also was so pissed off that comic books were so, he was one of those people that, that he never wanted to be a comic book writer. Right. And he never, he wanted to be this great American writer. And as he said, Joan had a lot to do with it to say, you're writing, that, that's it. Yeah. Like this is, you do what you do. But he always had an odd relationship with it, and, and especially in reading uh, Marvel story, Sean Howe's book, is he thought the Silver Surfer was his chance to write Shakespeare. Right. And if there's anything that may have finalized the, the split between Kirby and Lee, it was Silver Surfer, because they both claimed to be the sole creator of that character. Yeah. And it pissed both of them, bust each of them off. As they they kept fighting over who belonged or who that character belonged to in a way, but it's you know he's gone now. And when we did that Kapustan, uh, Kapustan, yeah, remember the Jokazada? Uh, yeah, it was yeah Jokazada interview. They called it Kapustan. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember because Joe does the Cup of Joe. I know. Right. I went well, to those I mean, a long time before yes. you did. But the, I you don't remember. go anymore because it's the same four questions. Yeah. When are you going to make a movie about a character? Where are the film? X-Men going to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So why do all your, why do all of your comic books suck? I'm the biggest Marvel fan on Earth, but I hate everything you do. We should do an entire show of just the worst questions we've ever heard. Oh, my God. That would be a fascinating show. That would be fascinating to us. Why are all your characters stupid? Because we can bring we can bring Beth on that one because we gave her a warning when we brought her into the first cup of Joe panel that she went to do panels. I know. <laughs> but and part we told of this her time. Part of it is I swear to God, I just want to stand there and just punch people in the face. <laughs> I want to be the one holding the microphone, and every time somebody says a stupid question, you hit them in the head the of the year, microphone. The year that they announced, Boom. you know, Iron Man had come out, and they knew we knew we were doing Cap and Thor, and no one had been cast. And Joe Quesada, like the fifth panel in a row, he's like, we don't know any of the movie news. Don't ask us any movie questions, okay? We don't know anything. Yeah. We don't know anything. We don't. Don't ask us the question. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Jim from uh, from Northridge. What's your question, Jim? Do you think, um, <laughs> is is Matt Damon playing Captain America? Because I think that's a terrible choice. And I don't understand why you guys are making him. We don't do the movie questions. Next. I want 
Um, I want uh, Robert Downey Jr. to also play Thor. I think he'd be great, and I don't know why that's not happening. Oh, my God. But it really shows. The comics are the bastard stepchild. Of oh, God, yeah. I mean, there was... The only was, thing worse for video game movies, right? Yeah. Well, if you see... Somebody put out a meme this week uh, after the Pikachu detective... Uh, Oh my god, that looks so good! <laughs> but after that, why did that look so good? I know it was so good. <laughs> it really was. I forgot. I was like, chew ice on the on the mic. Sorry. How'd that sound? Does that sound great? No. Um, but somebody put out a it's meme. Popcorn. Somebody put out a meme of video game or my kids' video game movies, and it was the uh, Mario Detective. Brothers. It was those Pikachu Detective, and it said my video game movies, and it was Mario Brothers, and they took they took like uh, what was the what's the um, the mushroom. Remember, because they the they, tra- they changed the mushroom into that Goomba. lizard, he- the Goomba. Remember, they, they changed the Goomba to that lizard head thing that had like the real tiny head and a really big body. I thought that was yeah. supposed to be the the turtles. No, that Those was the Goomba. Goombas. They called them the Goombas. Those were supposed to be the Koopas. The, Are you the sure? Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, this was. It doesn't they matter. Had, they either way, either way, they they don't look they anything had, like it. They had Goombas too in it, but that's not. But the, the lizards were. But yeah, the, so they're showing. Bob Hoskins' greatest role. They oh god, they showed what you know, video game movies look like now compared to. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, that's I don't so think it's true. Movie. It's not a video game movie as much as it's just it's a. It's, 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 so a, it's a bad movie that has video game ties to it. Which one? Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. Don't say don't say, don't say Pikachu Detective. Yeah, oh, no, Detective no, 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 no. Pikachu. Detective Pikachu looks amazing. It's a, but and the best thing with it is, we're tribute to Stan Lee as we talk about Pikachu. Is I forgot we discussed anything about that film. I had no idea that film existed. Yeah, we talked so about it. So my friend Morgan put it on, and she's like, "What the hell is this? And why do I love it?" So I'm watching the beginning of it, and they have those cold scenes, and you know, and you're showing stuff. And then I was like, "Is that Jigglypuff? What the hell is going on?" And then it's legendary pictures, whatever, and the Pokemon Company. I'm like. This is this a Pokemon movie? What is... What is going... Whoa, this looks good. Charizard looks awesome. I don't care about Pokemon. <laughs> and I was so psyched for this. The mime thing was great. Oh, the mime was great. That's But not good. But who was I talking about it with? Uh, was it you and I, Ethan, that we were talking about? That, that they, you know, you can't take... A, like, if you took the regular series of Pokemon, it, it takes you know, itself serious. With Detective Pikachu... You can make fun of yourself. Pokemon yeah. just exists in your world. Yeah. It's more of a satire kind of on detective movies, but with Pokemon characters. Yeah. And, and I love people. the fact that only one person around. can understand Pikachu. Yeah. And then when they go, and he's talking to the girl, and it's, Pika, Pika. it's the, the voice oh, from the game so and everything. Because yeah. every time I hear that, I think of uh, <laughs> Pika Pika, I think of Robot Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sick of this. Oh my god! No, I'm just what am I gonna say? Squirtle, Squirtle? Like I'm retarded? Come on! But no, I thought I thought it was great. Then you have Wild Pokemon. You know. Anyways, Stanley does not have a cameo. Stanley Pikachu does not have a cameo in it. In Detective Pikachu, he um, might. He might. We don't know yet. No, but back to the, back to the what I was saying about the cup of Stan, the cup of Joe with Stanley, the Hero Initiative did it. That was. So cool listening to those stories and hearing Stan Lee. See, for me, it was cool listening to those stories because it finally got to the point where everybody knew was dead. So he could just say the truth where he's like, yeah, Marty, Martin Goldman was a jackass and I hated his yeah. guts. And then Joe's like, remember the Fantastic, remember the Inhumans? And he's like, no. Yeah. But you created those, Stan. I did. I have no idea. <laughs> that was the cool thing. Was oh, when that was amazing because that was just as we were like, oh, no, Inhumans is going to be a good TV series that people care about. No, they're not because even the creator of it have no idea, none, zero that yeah. he created them. 
I but created a lot of stuff. There were some. There were some of those stories that he had forgotten, and that Joe, you know, was telling him about. Stanley was always a forgetful soul in the first place. Stan didn't remember a lot of stuff. But you know, and the weird thing is, as many times as I've seen him at cons and things like that, that was the first time I actually got to shake his hand and say, you know, hello, you know, I'm. They met him and, once yeah. way before. I mean, I don't have that kind of Stanley story. It, again, we're in. It, for me, it was a weird spot of getting into comics when Stan was kind of he was the 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 editor in chief emeritus for yeah. Marvel. He was not the editor in chief. He had nothing to do with the creative. Uh, the stuff that he he was writing, he wrote Ravage twenty ninety nine, which right. was in there two thousand nine. It's horrible. He wrote just imagine Stan Lee creating the DC universe. Yeah. And, these brilliant, brilliant artists, and as the story goes, editors that got his script and went, "This is nonsense. I can't even. I don't know how to fix this." So a lot of it is is uh, uh, rumored to be ghost written. Well, like he, crazy. He, he was supposed to. He Howard Stern was talking about this week that he was in so talks that's, with that's Stan Lee to. to do a a movie or a comic book with Howard Stern in it mm-hmm. as a superhero. And then Stern said, "Boy, 1994 is weird." <laughs> Stern said, I, "I, I, you know, how could you? I would be a care, you know, superheroes are you know, they take themselves serious and everything. It would have to be a satire. It had to be something, yeah, you know, crazy. Yeah, though, it was called Mystery Man. Yeah, um, yeah, but no. When I when I got to meet him there, it was just by accident. I, you know, I happened to be in the green room, and he walked in." getting ready to leave and i got you know I was, you know he's like who are you and i was like why are you here <laughs> i was like oh um uh, would you like a cup of coffee mr lee <laughs> well, that's why i didn't go throw, talk to him turn it turn around and throw it back in the and face he, he who goes, are you no but he what but, are you doing I, yeah but then the, the answer may have been i have no idea yeah. <laughs> he just walks out into the but, street but he was that would be a great story to tell. Rich broke Stan Lee's mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's disappeared. He's he just no frozen. Effort. He's like catatonic. No, but you know, wandering he, the streets of L.A. He walked up what, to me right after. I was. I didn't have an answer. He walked up right after. He goes, "I'm just kidding." You know, uh, you know, I'm mm. Stan Lee. You know, and it's always cool when they introduce themselves it's and you know who super they are. Hot thirty-year-old model assistant. <laughs> yeah. He had two of them there. Yeah, wearing the shortest dress possible. Yeah, because you know <laughs> professionalism. Yeah, the way that we were there, and it, I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, uh, the, the the kind of the the, the uh, my experience in Stan Lee is probably summed up in that same thing: is that the person that I went out of my way to go talk to was Joe Casada. Yeah, because Joe Casada saved Marvel Comics. Oh yeah, if Joe if Joe didn't come in and be the editor in chief, Marvel Comics goes bankrupt. And yeah. you don't know what happens to it. So I was the one who went over and talked to Joe, and I've done it. This is the second time I've done it, where I told him I was like, "Thanks for saving Marvel Comics. I appreciate it. Your uh, your, your your Daredevil with Kevin Smith was fantastic." Um, well, that's because Kevin Smith was there at that same thing. He was yeah. the MC, mm-hmm. and he, I've I've met him a couple of times in passing and things like that. And yeah, you know, there's that look at first when you see somebody like yeah. You know, but you wouldn't but, recognize him now. Oh, Kevin! Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, he's like. So. I mean, it looks like Kevin Smith. But he lost eighty pounds. Oh wait, he lost eighty pounds. Hi, Kevin. How well, are that's you? what somebody was talking about. They, they were talking about doing another Jay and Silent Bob, and he's like, for thirty years now, he's been known, or twenty years now, he's been known as the fat, no, just quiet guy. Him. Yeah, switch him. Yeah, let him be Jay. Let Jason Muse be. That would, Not Jason that would Muse. be funny. Yeah, it's Jason Muse. Was it Jason Muse? Yeah. yeah. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we did lose Stan Lee. We kind of knew it was coming. Let's see, anyone who didn't expect 
<laughs> well, I mean, he'd been he'd been canceling it's, a it's, lot of shows because of his it's, health. It's this, and... this weird thing because it's like the you know people say like celebrity deaths affect you. And yeah, it was a weird day. It was a weird day for a lot of different reasons in yeah. this town. Um, and I just saw people that that you know then the tributes and everything, and it was, but it wasn't like some of the other people you see. It's <laughs> you're like. He's 95. Right. And he's been in ill health for a while, so you kind of know that he's probably going to go. And apparently Stanley's passing. It's, it's, very, funny to... it's very funny to the two women here. I'm sorry. You said, well, <laughs> so, they can't get it out. They can't, yeah. So anyways, we're going to wrap things up. But, you know. that's, that's next week's show. We discuss why the women are laughing at an old man's death. Yes. Well, I did. I'm also a little short tidbit. I, I'm sorry. I what? A little short tidbit that I found out about just now, going through Facebook, is William Goldman died, who was the screenwriter for Princess Bride. Yes. It was one Among of my others. favorite movies. So. Yes. Did he write the uh, Did he write Butch Cassidy and Sunday? Yes, he did. did. Yeah. Yes. It was yesterday that he passed away, though. Yesterday, the day I before. I guess so. I just saw it on my feed today. So yeah, I don't it was. Know when it happened. Somebody also put on there like, look, a, if you're if you're a celebrity, you die the same week as Stan Lee. You're exhausted. Like, like, no one's gonna remember you at all. Um, like that old joke. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is watching the watching <laughs> the Academy Awards and Jamie Foxx wins for Ray. And he's like, well, I guess we're not making that picture. <laughs> she did Ray. No one really. Stevie Wonder story. He's blind. He's saying, but Ray. Ah, oh, damn it. Um. Yeah, there was a speaking of Princess Bride, there was a uh, somebody did like a, a Disneyland type park and they put the Princess Ride and it was, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. And you're rolling down the hill as I don't think that could be a whole park. No. But it was just like, you know, one big massive ride and it was they called it the Princess Ride instead yeah. of the Princess Ride. Made me think of that. Don't look up the Princess Ride online. <laughs> uh yeah, so it was very sad. Much different. Very sad Stanley passed away. I mean um it, I mean, it did affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways. I was more... Uh, it affected a lot of people who have no idea who Stanley really is. <laughs> it was more about, like, to me, how much he cared about his fans is one thing. That well, that was, was one of the so, other things. Is He did... There was a, a, a video that came out this week of one of the last things that he... He was just, like, shooting the, you know, the poop with his friend there. See, see how... <laughs> That's not the F word. we got to change it anyway. So, uh, he, Look, I one know. of us has to curse at least he, once and maybe twice because that way Rich has something to do. Can, <laughs> can we, in, uh, just out of tribute to Stan, use Excelsior as our I pitch? was going to. <laughs> over top of his. But yeah. If you're a celebrity that dies the same <laughs> week as Stan Lee, you're Excelsior! <laughs> That's going to make a ton of sense. Do that or do the thwip. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he was just shooting the, the shit with one of his friends and I guess the camera was rolling. And the guy, his friend just asked him about his fans. And he goes on for like two, three minutes about how he loves, he loved meeting his fans. He loved being a part of, you know, their world and things like that. So it's just. He loved me, meeting his fans because he charged them $160 <laughs> an autograph. No, but it, I mean like there's. It, no, he did. Yes. A, he, a, he loved fandom and he loved geekdom. And he there's loved, a genuine tone in his voice that I'm, he is very, he, yeah. he loved Meeting people. Yes. I'm glad like, that he got. He made an impact. He's, on he, he 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 survived long enough to see this switch in geek culture. Yes, it'd be it'd be super interesting to me what Jack Kirby would think of today. Now, part of and it how probably yeah, probably America's. it would be like, uh, "You owe me money." Yeah. <laughs> um, 
as artists do. Uh, but it would be interesting to see how he would he would react to this change in pop culture where these these characters that were always sort of belittled as something that wasn't important have become the basis of almost all uh, pop culture in today's world. Well, even and the, Stan got to see that, so that was that was cool for him to, to realize. And yes, he even made, the thought that he comic books are, are an art form now, and that you well, know, they were always considered an art form. It's just nobody knew that Watchmen existed. Right, but but in schools they're teaching kids to read comic books and to to experience them and to, yeah, they're to, catching up with college. College has taught yes. a couple of those for a while. So. Mm. so yeah, I mean, it was nice that Stan did get to see, and he did get to see a good Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, first they weren't that bad. No, they weren't that bad. I'm, it was a joke. Um, you also we we, we try to do that around here sometimes. <laughs> he also, you just leave it to me. Uh, <laughs> He also had to see Spider-Man 3 and both Amazing Spider-Man films. Yes. Uh, so, yes, it is, it is... Why doesn't Spider-Man dance anymore? Oh, right, that's why. <laughs> did you see that Sam Raimi did not want him to do a cameo at first? Yeah, because Sam Raimi's like, this is serious. Yeah. But then he said he was glad he did it after you know, it worked out really well. I don't remember what he does in the first one. He pulls Spider-Man... He pulls the... Uh, the the ledge is starting to fall during the parade, and he pulls that the, the first girl one? back. I thought that was the third one. That's no, that's a, no, that is the first one because the Green Goblin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The second one is when he he comes up to Peter Parker on the side of the on the street yeah, corner. I guess is that the second one or the third one. It's the, I, his, I think it's the his second. His whole line is something about oh, I see like one well, person man, can't yeah, one make person. a difference. Yeah. or something. I thought like that, that was the second one. I thought that was yeah. the second one. Maybe could be wrong. I don't know. I've only seen the third one once, and it was at midnight, and then we walked out at three o'clock. <laughs> and, and I saw the next bastard in the Spider-Man costume got booed. <laughs> it was, I told that story at work, and I was like, oh, "That poor kid!" I'm like that kid deserved. I uh, know, but if he would have walked out, if he would have walked out of the theater, taken the cow off, and just sat it no, on the just, trash can, oh god, that would have been. Just, that would have, I, I don't know if cheered. we ever told that story on air. So we, oh, we've told it many times. Oh god, that poor kid! He just comes out and he's holding, he's holding the, his mask and he's wringing it like he just like he's really upset as the, all of us were. We just turn on him, boom! <laughs> <laughs> he just runs into the night. Just runs into the but remember, <laughs> remember him before when yeah, we were standing he was in line. Off he was the, he was doing the whole Spider Man thing. He was jumping off the 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 columns in the front, and yeah, no, he was into it. We yeah. all went into that movie thinking Spider Man Two was awesome, and this is going to be great. It's going to have, have venom never, in it. I have gonna... never been in a film in which you can literally feel the audience turn. Yeah, like you're, you, the first third of that movie is everyone going. No, this is this is this is good, right? This yeah. is, this Sandman is a, was cool. This is a. a, a He's dancing. Oh, and you just like the air got thicker as you just everyone's going. No, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. This is bad. And we're walking outside. And all these people are just kind of sitting in circles. I remember just standing in a circle, going, "Oh man, that was no good." And that poor bastard just walks out. And he's got his mask in his hand. It's just boom. Just the if, hell he out of if he would, if he would have sat that on the edge <laughs> of the trash can. No, that was better. Just to run out. <laughs> he just ran to the parking lot like we were gonna throw tomatoes at him or something. And all I could say walking oh. out was. Oh, I gotta go see this in no, the morning with Clouston Ethan. You, that Spider Man was my favorite part. Spider Kid. My second favorite part was us standing in the circle talking about how bad it was, and you going, "Oh, shit! I gotta see it again today." <laughs> and you had to see it in 3D at the IMAX. At the IMAX, and it was like a twenty dollars ticket. 
I remember going home. And I was like, "Do you like it?" Like, no, it was no good. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to convince myself that I liked The Hobbit when I saw it, but I knew when I saw Spider Man Three, and I walked out like that movie oh, was ass. It was so bad. You find was... out how pissed off Sam Raimi was at Sony, and now you understand. Now he made a bad movie on purpose. Yeah. What do you think we should do here, Sam? Have him dance. <laughs> what? They're gonna put eyeliner on him. He's gonna look like. Freaking staying alive, walking down the street, and do the bat to see for some reason, and that'll be the middle of the picture. It's the bat. Uh, oh, that movie is terrible. Uh, it's so bad. So we're glad that Stanley got to see. That. You got to see I, a good one. I want to see Stanley in that movie. Like, what is this crap? And we got to uh, see him as a as a watcher too. So. Uh, we got to see him. In fact, it's ten minutes till eleven, and we gotta go. I told you, Mikey wasn't coming. So, anyways, let's wrap things up. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com/slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and on Instagram as Nerdables. For Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying Excelsior.